everyone. Welcome to Geek Juice Radio. I'm Alexis Chowski. And I'm Kevin Daly. And this week we are talking about The Stuff from 1985, directed by Larry Cohen. The stuff is here now. Great new day sensation. Light and free now. Over to elevation. Enough is never enough. Enough is never enough of the stuff. The stuff. The taste that makes you hungry for more. The stuff. Taste that delivers. We interrupt this presentation with the following urgent message. Tonight, America is in grave danger. We are under alien attack by a popular dessert known as The Stuff. Here, Jason. Take some. No! Don't eat that! There is something alive in there. Tasty! There's something alive in yogurt. It's called benign bacteria. If the stuff is in your house, do not eat it. If you have it on your shelves, do not sell it. If you distribute this material, close your doors, make no more sales. I know people were expecting Freeway, but there was a problem with that recording, so maybe Freeway sometime, maybe not. <laughs> Sorry about that. Yeah, we suffered through Freeway 2, and we don't even get the... Yeah, that breaks my heart, too. <laughs> Ah, uh, well. So this week, we got a pair of Larry Cohen films. Larry Cohen, great exploitation director. Uh, he did the stuff. <laughs> um, yeah. Actually, I had him up here. But I know offhand, he did the stuff and Hugh the Winged Serpent. Uh, it's Alive, all three parts of that. I think he did... Uh, yeah. Oh, he did um, Hell Up, Hell Up in Harlem, Black Caesar, Bone. Did a bunch of black exploitation at the start of his career. God told me to. I remember that movie. So a lot of good movies under his belt. Maniac Cop Two. <laughs> he wrote, <laughs> but it's... cellular phone booth. Yep. Oh, he wrote phone booth. Yeah, that friggin' uh, Colin Farrell movie. Yeah, it's a good movie. So the stuff. Starts in a uh, in a quarry, and some yep. dude just sees like cream bubbling out of the earth. Yeah, um, my wife watched it with me, and we were arguing over whether or not it, it was a salt factory or if it was supposed to be snowing. And eventually, we figured out it was in fact snow because of the dialogue, but yeah. we weren't sure at first. And he just takes a big ass handful of this mystery cream and shoves it in his face, and he's like, "Oh, it's good." That's a Terrible idea. Why the fuck would you do that? And this other guy comes along. He's like, the hell are you doing? Are you eating snow? I mean, that's a completely reasonable question to ask. He's like, here, try some of this. Fuck you. I don't eat snow. <laughs> and then they just start gobbling on this, this white cream. And we cut to sometime later. We get our title, of course. And we get this kid, Jason, waking up in bed fighting with mosquitoes. Yeah, my wife points out that that looks like me every night. Fighting with mosquitoes? 
Mosquitoes love me. They just, they bite me, and I get these huge welts. It sucks. I hate mosquitoes. The bane of my existence. I did at the last place I lived, because it didn't have air conditioning. I had to keep the window open, and it had no screens. Oh, no. So I spent, like, the two summers I lived there just covered in sores. You just uh, you just opened a hostel for mosquitoes, <laughs> what you did. Basically. But this kid wakes up, and he goes downstairs, opens the fridge, and there's a uh, a carton of the stuff, which is the the white bubbly cream that that dude was eating out of the ground. Yeah, apparently they've managed to package it, market it, and uh, it's now a worldwide hit, or at least a countrywide hit. And it's alive. It's like crawling all over the fridge. And his dad is like, what the hell are you doing? Go to bed. But the stuff is alive. No, it's not. The food's not alive. Go away. Like, beats the shit out of his kid, and it's like, man, I remember the 80s. Oh, yeah, you could just spank your kid and people would cheer for you. Yeah, no, no. It was just expected that you'd be a dick of a father to your child and, and smack him around. And we get to learn more about how big the stuff is. Well, we get an ad for it. We get several ads for it, actually, throughout the movie. There's like I was going to say, there's like six ads for it in the movie. And there's a whole theme song for it. Just can't get enough of the stuff. And it's the most perfectly 80s like jingle ever. I know. So this woman is like, it's better than ice cream. Seriously, though, this movie, like, if you want to know what life was like in the 80s, just watch this movie. Yeah, um, it's supposed to be a, well, it is actually a really good commentary about consumerism. Bit over the Which, top, but but again, nineteen eighties. All about yeah, the Reagan. That was era. like, I mean, there's a reason there's the character, the eighties guy in Futurama. I mean, it is essentially the uh, also the character of Michael J. Fox from Family Ties was embodiment yeah. of this era. Yeah, exactly. So this is a good example of what the eighties were like for you Zoomers out there. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> If you want to know what the 80s were, this movie, completely, 100%. Factual. Uh, we even get a McDonald's in here. That's true. Oh, we get like an old school McDonald's next to a stuff stand. Yeah. And um, we learned that this other company has hired Mo Rutherford, played by Michael Moriarty, to be a, a to commit some industrial ep- espionage and find out what the stuff is and how they can duplicate it. Yeah, he's a corporate spy. Yep. Ex FBI agent. Ex FBI agent turned industrial saboteur. And we learned that the uh, this one basically famous Amos Chocolate Chip Charlie, yes, has been bought out by the stuff. That they, they've just been buying up all the junk food companies to just make the stuff the only food in the world, apparently. Yep, that does in fact seem to be the goal. And Mo Rutherford is an interesting character. Yeah, he's got this weird charisma about him, even though he's kind of off. It's a good performance from Ray Hardy, just yeah. throwing that out there. But the character's off. He he comes in and he's shaking hands with all these corporate people on a yacht. He's like, you've got sweaty palms and you've got sweaty palms. Yeah, he's definitely got, got uh, he's definitely a little neurodivergent. 
and he plays it up very well. And he has a great line here because they um he goes over like all the research he's done already on the stuff about how all the people that approved it with the FDA mysteriously resigned right after and that they were paid off. And they're like, how do you know all this? He's like, oh, well, last night when you were in the hotel lobby, I dropped this microphone on you. Yeah. And they're like, oh, wow, you're not as dumb as you appear to be. And he goes, oh, no one is as dumb as I appear to be. That's right. It's almost kind of a Holmesian character in a lot of ways. He's eccentric and very good at his job. We have, so he goes to meet this woman, Miss Kendall. What was her first name? Oh, gosh. I don't remember. Nicole. Oh, Nicole. Okay. Yeah, it's a very 80s name, popular name in the 80s. Yeah. Even though he only calls her Miss Kendall throughout the whole thing, and so my notes just say Miss Kendall. <laughs> right. But, eh, man, Nicole. Nicole is the basically the, the marketing director of the stuff. That she is responsible for all of the marketing, and she created it. Um, And she's very proud of it. So he's posing as a, like, petroleum, an oil baron. That wants to buy her advertising agency that she works for. She's because she's not the head of this firm, but that she works for. And then she's like, he's like, I'm just going to fire everybody and make you the head of the. They have this entire conversation during like a the stuff model photo shoot. There's all these yeah. supermodels walking down a runway carrying cartons of the stuff, which look like basically like an ice cream pint. Yeah, they they shoved this whipped cream-looking substance into an ice cream pint. I thought it looked like that marshmallow fluff that you buy by the gym. Yes, yes, that's exactly what it looks like. It looks like that, yeah. Meanwhile, we get Jason, the kid. He gets in trouble at home because, you know, he was up late at night, and his family, they're eating the stuff and telling Jason, the stuff is good for you. Why do you need a real breakfast? Eat the stuff. Meanwhile, I'm looking at his brother's, like, outfit. I'm like, man, I'm glad I wasn't. I'm old enough to dress like that in the eighties, with oh. like, like his shirt half buttoned. Dude's like twelve. Oh, that brother. He uh, later on when he's like reading three D magazines. Yeah, dude's like it. Dude's like five years away from like uh, just chest hair popping out of fucking <laughs> deep plunging. The button-up shirt. Ah, the 80s fashion. 80s fashion could either be really cool or incredibly awful. I'm going to let you figure out what this one is. Poor kid's probably looking in the mirror every morning wondering, why isn't my mullet coming in? That's right. But they go to the supermarket, and Jason sees people everywhere buying the stuff. I mean, it's like a montage of people buying the stuff in the supermarket. And it drives Jason into, like, Wolverine rage. Yeah. It's that, that feeling I used to get when I thought about uh, Kristen Stewart like a decade ago. Now now I'm cool with her, but it used to be like, so sick of this person. Yeah, and he just starts trashing the entire supermarket. Because apparently supermarket has the stuff on display fucking everywhere. Well, what's really weird is it's like out. It's out everywhere. It's out in the refrigerator, but also not in the refrigerator. So does it need to be refrigerated? I don't know. It's in the refrigerator, it's in the freezer, who just store it everywhere, I guess. Yeah, it's lined up on top of the bunkers in the middle of the frozen aisle. 
it, there's end caps at the end of every single fucking aisle of it. And he's so he's yeah he's just going like in just destroying everything. Yeah, just fucking trashes it all. <laughs> the staff comes and holds him down. Meanwhile, uh, Mo he goes to meet like oh who is the guy like some president or something the dude with the dog. Yeah, he was like on the uh, FDA panel that approved the stuff for consumption. And they get to talking about the stuff, and the dog's just acting weird. He's like, oh, I feed it to my dog all the time. Um, I don't need it, though, but my dog does. Yeah. Well, the dog is fucking crazy. The dog, like, hates him, and the dog is totally cool with Mo. Yeah, the dog's cool with Mo. But the guy is terrified of his own dog. Because uh, dogs can sense evil. And as soon as Mo leaves, that dog kills him. Um, it attacks him, and he's just foaming at the mouth with their stuff everywhere. And just yeah, because the dog knows that he's possessed by the stuff. Yeah. Because dogs can sense stuff like that. Actually, realistically... Because we, you know, we train dogs to be like drug sniffing or like train them to dial numbers when people have epileptic seizures. I, well, it's not implausible that it could smell the difference and realize there's something wrong, like deeply wrong about this guy. Yeah. Well, the dog should be able to smell that there's something deeply wrong with the stuff. Yeah. We need, we need, we need stuff sniffing dogs. That's what we need. And so. <clears throat> Mo goes to this town of Stater, like Indiana, which is where they test marketed the stuff to begin with. And um, nobody lives in this town apparently now, except for Kung Fu Chocolate Chip Charlie. Yep. Uh, suddenly we're we're into uh, some black exploitation. <laughs> yeah, this Colin. character is way over the top, played by Garrett Morris. He's straight as he's just Dolomite. It's fine. Yeah, he's very, very Dolomite, and he's he's mad because the stuff bought out his company, and they threw me out on my beautiful black ass. <laughs> and he's got his hands are deadly weapons, which Mo keeps joking about all the time. It's like your hands are deadly weapons. Your hands are weapons. Like, at one point, he's like, do you have a gun? No, I don't need a gun. I got my hands. I mean, to be fair, the scenes that we see him using his hands are pretty effective. And they go into the post office to ask about the forwarding address that all these people working for the stuff had sent. And the guy that runs the post office is acting all shady. And so he's like, excuse me, I gotta go to the bathroom, because his stomach starts just, like, bubbling. Yeah. You hear on the soundtrack that, like, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, <laughs> right. And Mo's like, what do you think, Chocolate Chip Charlie? Well, I think that man is not in legal working order. Not in proper working order. It was a good description. Yeah, because that man is in the bathroom, and his fucking jaw drops, and his stuff crawls out of his snake mouth. <laughs> the stuff's like well, I've been had. <laughs> I got to run, and it just bandage, bandage ship, and, and it just turns into like a blob and hops out the window. <laughs> and when Mo and 
Charlie, they bust down the bathroom door. They're like, what the hell? Nobody can open their mouth like that. True, and at least in live. And they go to this diner where Mo sexually harasses a waitress for no reason. That's just what he does. He's like, oh, hey, honey. Hey, sweetheart. Oh, isn't she lovely? She's a lovely one. It's like, fuck you, Mo. <laughs> You're not being complimentary. And they're, you know, she's going over the menu. And Mo like, says really loudly, do you have any of the stuff? And, like, looks around the diner. <laughs> yeah, the, it, there, the, this diner is in, like, that city, too, or nearby. Yeah, and, um... Because so, I'm totally getting Lovecraft vibes, like, this is, like, totally Innsmouth, or... <laughs> it's Stuffsmith. It's <laughs> Stuffsmith. Instead of, instead of fish people, it's goop people. Stuffies. Stuffies, as they call them, which is a great name, by the way. Yeah, they call them Stuffies throughout the whole movie. And, um... So, Mo realizes that he blew their cover by acting like a fucking idiot. And tells Chocolate Chip Charlie, he's like, we're gonna have to go separate ways now. And so, Chocolate Chip Charlie goes one way, and Mo goes on with his adventure. Yeah, he sends Chocolate Chip Charlie to D.C. to talk to... For, is the FBI? Yeah. Well, he's going to go on to look into the plant in Georgia where the stuff is made, and where everybody just happened to be relocated. Meanwhile, Mo gets this newspaper about like, oh, kid goes on rampage because of the stuff, and he's like, I, I got to meet this kid, and so we do get back to J- Jason and his family. The kid's reading with the 3D glasses. Yep. And the whole family is just eating the stuff. And Jason is like trying to say, it's it's bad for you. It was it was moving. It's alive. They're like, well, of course it has bacteria in it. Bacteria is alive. Bacteria moves. That's probably what you saw. <laughs> yeah, basically. <laughs> bacteria is good for you, Jason. These guys are basically just all stuffies now. They're not actually human anymore. Yeah, they're not. They're husks. The stuff like literally just takes over and then uses you as a skin suit. And he's like, I'm going to bed. They're like, get him. Force him to eat the stuff. It's weird because, you know, in nature, this thing, this sort of thing actually happens. There's that fungus that takes over like ants. Oh, yeah, and it compels them to climb up to the highest part of a plant to germinate? Yeah. Yeah. So this does happen in nature. Yeah, nature's fucking scary. So this this shit, as weird as it is, is not completely out of the realm of uh, possibility. Yeah, because the thing is, it's not an alien substance. It came out of the Earth. Yeah, we don't know. I mean, it's never really established what the hell it is. But yeah, it is. Come, it does come from the earth whether it was planted there by aliens or some sort of weird chemical experiment or who knows they never bothered to explain it or that doesn't really matter but it does come out of the ground this is not something that's like ooh, an alien crash landed into the planet and so jason manages to lie to his family saying i'm going to take this stuff up to my room and eat it and he goes into the bathroom dumps it all out into the toilet where it try it resists going into the toilet tries to escape, but 
And then he fills the container with shaving cream and goes downstairs just eating the shaving cream going, Mmm, you're right, this is really good stuff. You know, sometimes you just gotta eat shaving cream. Everybody does it every now and then, right? Yeah. Right? Right? Just me? No? Yeah. Okay. And his family, they, they've set up dinner and it's this gigantic, like, bowl of the stuff. Yeah. His parents realize that he lied and he runs away just in time for... Mo to, to help him get in the car. And we get to the, the, the best lines there. Because <laughs> the kid throws up. And he's like, I'm sorry, I kind of just threw up in your car. And that's okay. Everybody has to eat shaving cream once in a while. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Can you open the window now, kid? <laughs> <laughs> and they're off to Georgia. He just basically either kidnaps or saves this child, however you want to look at it. <laughs> it's uh, all a matter of perspective here. Yeah. I mean, it's, the truth is it's both. And they get on this plane to Georgia, where the kid is asleep. And they're like, oh, yeah, um, and when that kid wakes up, entertain him, and if we're not back in, like, three hours, take him to this airport or something. Uh, at this point, we should probably mention that uh, Mo has now started a relationship with the ad exec lady. And now they're, like, gallivanting about the planet, tracing after the stuff. Yeah, because um, he, he confesses to her that, I look, I did this, this stuff is evil, and you marketed it, bitch. She's like, I feel so bad. Oh, I love you. It's, it is a weird scene. And so they go off to the stuff factory to learn about the origins of the stuff. And... The kid wakes up, Jason wakes up, to realize that, uh-oh, the pilot is a stuffy. And, you know, mar- narrowly escapes the plane, runs all the way to the factory, and ends up in a, a truck, and is trapped. And we leave him there for now. Yep. Meanwhile, over wherever the, in the, in the factory tour... Yeah, they're the up there. The show up. No, no, there's no Oopalopas, though it felt like they were about to be. There were. They're showing you the stuff factory, but then they won't show them how it's made. And we get this fucking commercial where it's like, we're at this famous, you know, the five-star restaurant, and there's this old lady and what looks like Abe Vigoda. (laughs) (laughs) The woman, I can never remember her name, Um, but he's like, how's dinner? She's like, it's rotten. And she just turns and goes, where's the stuff? Because it's the actual where's the beef lady. Oh. <laughs> Whatever her name it's was. Been way too long since I've seen that commercial. It's funny. But it's the actual woman and it's the actual line. She's just, where's the stuff? And then it goes into the theme song and people are fucking dancing around with the stuff. Just the odd inserted commercial. It's the 80s. Because we also have restaurants that only sell the stuff. That they look like a little McDonald's, but the only thing they sell is cartons of the stuff. And they're open 24 hours and busy. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, when you're constantly just consuming an addictive substance that slowly takes over your body and turns it into a husk, doesn't matter what hour of the day it is. And Mo and Nicole, they're back at their motel trying to decide what to do, and then they lay down. Their pillows are stuffed with stuff. 
Yeah, another weird scene. I, apparently the stuff was ready to ambush them, mimic style. Yeah, because their pillows turn into the stuff, and it gets all over Moe's face, and Nicole burns it off of his face. Apparently the stuff does not like fire, as we figure out here. And it just grows into this blob, but some guy runs in to rescue them, and the stuff just attacks this guy, pins him to the wall, and it's just... It looks a nightmare. <laughs> yeah, it's not pleasant. And they they got to set the stuff on fire, and they run away, get down to the factory, where they learn that, yep, this stuff just bubbles out of the ground, and they bottle it. <laughs> yeah, meanwhile, like, I don't even know, like, things and the stuff is, like, manifesting itself in, like, tendrils, and the, I don't even know how to describe it. They're, like, little, like, pseudo-heads. They're, like, how would you describe what the hell's going on in this pool? I thought those were pumps that they put into it. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I didn't know that that was the stuff making these tendrils. I thought those were pumps that they put into the stuff puddle. Oh, maybe that's what it is. They look like they look like the stuff being sentient. <laughs> yeah, it does, kind of. Summon me. Slurp me up. <laughs> I'm not snow, I swear. Yeah. And so, they, you know, make a daring escape. They they find a truck, and it happens to be the truck that Jason is in, so they save him. And the people that, apparently, when they're filled with stuff, their bones are just brittle. That they, yeah, again, they just get turned to husks. Like, the yeah. stuff just, like, consumes them from the inside out. Like, you hit them hard enough, they just shatter, and stuff flies everywhere. It's like an exoskeleton. It is. And they, um, they get stopped by a cop, and they are just trolling this cop. Um, well, because he's a stuffy. Yeah, they know he's a stuffy. They're like, oh no, officer, oh no. And they got a hose that's leaking the stuff everywhere behind him. And so Nicole and Jason go over and just like, we need it so bad, I'm so hungry. Here, there's stuff on the ground, let's go eat it. And like, this is just totally normal to the cop. Like, yeah, they're just going to eat food right off the, the street. I mean, it's the stuff. It's good no matter what, right? Yeah. It's it's good when it has rocks in it. It doesn't matter. And they take the truck all the way to this castle, which is run by, like, Colonel Spears is his name. You know, played by Paul Servino. Colonel Malcolm Gromit Spears, who is... How do you describe this character? <laughs> Racist, paramilitary, anti-commie nutjob. Yep, that's a, that's a description. To where it doesn't take Mo much of an effort to say the stuff is manufactured by the Chinese. It's, it's, a, it's a commie invasion, and he's like, say no more, and he gets on a whole fucking army together so they can raid the stuff factory. They kill everybody there, and you know the whole time Paul Servino's screaming about, you commie stuffy bastards! And I mean, he's he's hyper nationalistic, which in this case is to the benefit of everybody because he realizes very quickly that this is a threat. <laughs> yeah, because you see, when they when they start raiding, all these stuffies are exploding, and the stuff is everywhere. He's like, I like the side of blood, but even this makes me sick. Yeah, and they um they go into the factory more, and like everybody's dead, 
And he's like, oh, it's a communist tactic. They ate cyanide capsules. Um, no, more, more like the stuff just abandoned ship. Yeah, the, the stuff was like, oh shit, we're made, and uh, escaped these people's bodies. Yeah, it does that. When it, <laughs> when it feels like it's about to be destroyed. It just abandoned its husk. And, and, and ghosts so they're gonna, ooze off somewhere else. They're going to go get on the radio and talk about it. You know, warn everybody not to eat the stuff. And Sorvino is hamming it up here. You know, they're in the radio station. And he's got the script and everything. And they're like, yeah, we'll go on right after this. And it's playing an ad for the stuff. And he's like, get that shit off of my station! Because I guess he owns a bunch of radio stations. Yeah. Well, that's how he's... Because he's not active military anymore. No, yeah, he's retired. He's retired, but somehow owns an army. (laughs) Well, he's got mercenary. I guess they're technically mercenaries or it's a cult or I don't know how the fuck you describe it. It's a militia. It's like, you know, people do that dumb sort of shit you still to this day. have money to own a militia. <laughs> That's true. You gotta supply them with weapons. So they get on the radio uh, but right before they get on the radio Chocolate Ship Charlie shows up and he's like, you're not getting on the radio without me. I've seen this stuff. Um, you know, he's very passionate about it, and he, that people know who he is. But, oh. Yeah. Colonel Racist is not like, no, 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 no. We're not letting a black man. And they finally talk him into it, and he's like, I will permit this colored man to speak, but you say one word of that commie line. So, yeah, he's he's pretty racist and terrible. Yeah. I and mean, we are in the South. Yeah, this is Georgia. <laughs> and so Mo gets Nicole alone. You know, as they're prepping for the, the radio broadcast. And turns out he's a stuffy. Yeah, we don't know what happened. It's in in the interim, but the stuff the stuff got to him apparently. Yeah, because his his whole head flops open like a Pez dispenser and stuff spills out and starts filling up the room. Jason comes in, he's trapped in there. So Mo just busts down the the window to the recording booth and sets fire to everything. Yep. That does seem to be the only thing that works, so. They manage to get on the radio, and Paul Sorvino is like, if you have it in your fridge, take it out, burn it. If your distributor cancel it, burn it. It's evil, it's burn it. And then it goes to the shot of Nicole, like, on television going, and people believed him. You know, in the weeks that followed, and we have a montage of stuff destruction, you know, of people blowing up at the stuff stand next to a McDonald's, uh, big giant stuff bonfires, and her video is like she's doing this, like, video apology, basically. Like, I'm sorry I marketed the stuff, it was really bad, and we were so wrong. To be fair, she should be less hard on herself, considering she was not even remotely aware it's not like it's not like the company was sharing their hey, this is like some weird bio agent that comes out of the ground, ha huh? ha huh? ha. Huh? Yeah. Um, they're just like it's all natural, organic. True. So they go. Mo shows up at the house of the two guys that you know are the president of Stuff Industries or whatever. Well, it's the one guy, and the other guy shows up is the guy who 
was the ice cream guy who wanted him to sabotage him in the first place, and now he's decided to just join the party. Yeah. And in, in typical corporate fashion. He's like, Well, you guys are bankrupt. The the, the stuff is evil. We've we've destroyed it. It's like, yeah, but now we're we're test marketing the taste. It's only twelve percent stuff. Because uh, it's got because the stuff he's like there are other places this comes up, and I was like I'll track them down and destroy them too. He's like oh please don't not when we have the taste, and so it's like it's just enough stuff to to taste good and get people to eat it without taking over their bodies. But literally, that's still enough to take over people's bodies. I mean, you just have to consume more of it. But, you know, when you got that 12% to get you addicted. That's right. And so he pulls out a gun and, and has him sit down. And he calls Jason in. And Jason comes in with this big giant box. They're like, oh, you're not going to shoot us in front of the kid, are you? He's like, oh, no, that's Jason. He's seen some shit. Which, it's true. He has. And Jason just nods with this dead look in his eye. He's like, yeah, I've seen some things. It's like thousand-yard stare. Jason's Jason's a Vietnam vet at this point. And they put down this big giant box of the stuff and they just start forcing these guys to eat it at gunpoint. And um it stops being forceful after a bit. They they start really getting into it. Right, cuz the stuff starts to take over and then you just want to eat more stuff. And then he asks, "Are you eating it or is it eating you?" And the police are showing up as these guys are just snarshing up all this stuff. And they're like, our job here is done, Jason. And, you know, we get the credits, but then there's the uh, scene right before the credits, actually, where the black market stuff... Yep, which, as my wife points out, brings a whole new meaning to the term, you got the stuff? You got the stuff? Because, <laughs> like, a truck pulls up, the shady-looking drug dealers are looking around, and they open it, and they, they give it a taste... And so yeah, it's, it's running loose on the black market, but yeah. Yeah, and there is a post-credit scene. It's just a woman in a bathroom with the stuff going, enough is never enough. But that's a fun movie. Yeah, I liked it. It's fun. It's you know, pretty cool. Uh, big fans of Larry Cohen don't like it as much. Cause like, Why? Because it's a little bit more mainstream? It like, is a little bit more mainstream, yeah. And um, there's some of the, the politics, you know, well, it's not politics, social and politics. The commentary. But I guess the people that say that don't realize that, like, just about every fucking exploitation film is social commentary. Yeah. The, the movie flopped in theaters in New York. Know why? Huh. Because the day it was released, a hurricane hit. Oh, well, yeah, that would, that would, that will do it. And so Larry Cohen's like, yeah, we got all these great reviews, but it didn't matter because nobody ever got to read a single word of him or see the movies. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's, that's a, that's a, that's bad beats. That's a tough break for Larry Cohen, because the movie was good, and it makes, I mean, it's so, it, it's just so representative of the 80s and what, I mean, obviously it's satire, but it just so represents very much so what the 80s were about. It's like this still 1980s. It is. All the uh, the consumerism, just everything with the culture, just the way people are, the advertisements. That This yeah. movie is like an 80s tribute without knowing it. 
because it's in the middle of the 80s. Yeah, it's made in the middle of the 80s. I mean, there's a where's the beef joke, for fuck's sake. Yeah, it is. Uh, it's it's cool. It's it's a fun movie to watch. I mean, I, I hate that hipster shit. Oh, it's too mainstream. I hate that shit, shit just so much. But it's just like, yeah, okay, so it's maybe not as like, you know, underground as some of the other stuff. It's a mainstream exploitation film that got good reviews. Like, okay. Yeah. Cool. I mean, how about, you know, being happy for the guy for, you know, having a movie that's well received. And Michael Moriarty as the spy is just amazing. I wish, uh, I feel like my, Michael Moriarty should have had, uh, he, he should have had more star power because I, 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 he's very good. I, we'll talk about him more in the second movie when, uh, we uh we do Q, but um he's good in that too. Uh, he very very much reminds me of who was the guy that played the judge on Night Court, Harry Dean Anderson. Yeah, yeah, very similar to him. But yeah, Michael Moriarty is great. This guy should have been a star. Um, yeah, I mean, he did a lot of movies, but he was never he never had the like big starring role that he probably deserved. He's he's just a is a very talented actor. So that's the stuff. Enough is never enough. Apparently not. Yep, that was our episode on the stuff. Hope you enjoyed it. Make sure to subscribe to us on Spotify, Apple, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. And if you like what we do, make sure to leave a review and let others know. Help get the word out. For more episodes, check out our website, exploititpodcast.com. Follow us on Twitter at Podcast Exploit or on Instagram at ExploitedPodcast or contact us at ExploitedPodcast at gmail.com. Join us for our bonus episode as we look at another Larry Cohen film, Q, The Winged Serpent. We're in Andre's exclusive Continental Restaurant, which caters to only the most discriminating clientele. How's the food, sweetheart? Nuts! That's nice. Where's the stuff? The soup is here now, great new day sensation, light and free now, but to elevation, enough is never enough, enough is never enough of the stuff. The stuff, the taste that makes you hungry for more, the stuff, taste that delivers, enough is never enough.